Are we live? Are we no, there? We're dead. Oh, well, in that case, let's have fun, everybody. Anyways, it is the self-evident podcast. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. Andy, you beat me to it. Good morning. How are you? Uh, be sure to leave in the comments uh, a good morning, a hi, a hello, a uh, where are you from? Easy. What's our simple question of the day for these people, which they never answer. Guys, I am challenging you now. I am calling you all out. You need to actually answer the question. Easy. What's the question? Which Massey face is your favorite? <laughs> okay. Put that forward. Which Massey face is your favorite? Be specific. Be detailed. Make comparisons. I don't care. Paint Let's... us a beautiful yeah, picture. Paint the picture, brother. Paint the picture. Michigan. Cheryl, where in Michigan, if you don't mind, you can do region. I'm from Grand Haven, uh, the, the west side, just north of Holland. Um, I love Michigan. I miss it, bro. I miss it. You guys may notice uh, we are Sands 1. Massey is actually up in Minnesota. He has some stuff he's attending to. So you have me. You got second string. I'm in. Game on. Here we go. Andy, North Dakota. Where in North Dakota? I was in Williston for a couple of years. I'm just going to tell you guys my whole life story. So we're going to cancel our guest. I'm going to give you the basics of Mike. She is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's cancel on her again. Cheryl, Holland. North side of Holland. Oh, cool. Absolutely. I had a buddy who uh, went to West Ottawa. He and I were best friends. We're still really good friends. We don't talk. We are those friends. You see... You're not old enough. Older people will understand this. We are those friends who we could not talk for a couple of years and we'll talk. And it's like, we never missed a day. No, I, I do have a friend. You do like have that. a friend like I that? I do have a friend like are that. Are you an old soul? Is that why? I am. Yeah. Yes, you are. I listen, you are an old soul, I, actually. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy listening to 20s and 50s music yeah. way more than anything else these days. I'm with you. Andy Jamestown. Awesome. All right, so let's get into this because we have a guest who's waiting. She's got better things to do than uh, hang out with us, so we got to get her through. However, first, Easy E, you'll uh, well, you don't really care. You're not in school right now, so no. Nope. Um, but if you are in school and you got student debt, man, President Biden just made your life amazing. So he is going to forgive thousands of dollars in student debt. Uh, It'll cost roughly $500 billion. So we have that money. We have that money. Inflation is not a problem. Nope. Uh, mind you, we still have to send more to Ukraine because they need more money, right? You know, yes. support Ukraine. Yes. And <laughs> if you don't know, that was sarcastic, guys. <laughs> Some people will be like, they're supporting Ukraine now? Sending money? Biden says he will cancel up to 10000 in student debt owed to the federal government for households earning less than $250,000 a year. And people earning less than $125,000 a year. Uh, some people have pointed out that this will be obviously giving money to people who don't really necessarily need that funding. It was funny. There was a Harvard law professor who came out and, and supported this whole thing and said, finally, my students will be forgiven thousands of dollars of debt. And everybody shellacked him saying, your law... Harvard Law student graduates will get their debt cleaned out because that's who needs it. Off the dollar, off the backs of the plumbers and the, the construction workers and the waitresses, those Harvard Law 
graduates will now be supported by you guys. I, I'm hearing some Sarah McLaughlin right now. I will remember you. I'm pretty sure. I, I can't remember where, where I saw this, but I remember seeing it. I remember seeing uh, Kamala getting up on, on stand talking about how they can't just wave debt away. Like they can't just <laughs> snap their finger and make it disappear and everybody's happy. She's right. And We uh, can't. You have not to pay even, for it. Right. That's not even, she said that the president can't do that. Like he doesn't have the power to. And that's why they're willing to spend tons of money. Yeah. Yeah. For people who wanted a higher education. You, you want to cause an issue um, and, you, and you really want to go down a bad path. Start giving people blank checks. And it, at the risk of sounding like that, that crazy small time radio conservative commentator. And, um, are. <laughs> uh, and we are, we, we really are. Uh, we're writing the government a blank check and they are going insane with it. And 500 here, 500 there, 500, 500. You get a billion, you get a billion. Everybody gets a billion. It's like a it, teenager once yeah. they finally get like a credit card. Government is Oprah Winfrey in government <laughs> form. Just give away it all. Just give everything away. <laughs> if you look under your seat, you'll find a brand new car. Right. So um, I didn't want to talk about this, but I figure I had to mention this. Okay. So people are claiming that schooling is necessary to succeed. Easy. You need school to succeed, to get into those indoctrination centers. I mean, Education right is a right. Did you know? Education is a right. And that paying for school is, well, it, that's white privilege. So we at Self-Evident, guys, uh, we are so supportive of debt forgiveness. Um, and this movement, we're, we're throwing ourselves behind it. And so we've got a few debts that we are requesting to be forgiven. I want you all to hear this. Get on our train. We're going to start this movement. Uh, we believe the gas for our trucks should be debt forgiven. Mm -hmm. After all, we drive to work and, well, you know, gas prices support big oil and capitalism. So we need to offset that. We got to get rid of big oil and, and capitalism. Our food. Now, food is a right, is it not? Mm -hmm. So only a white supremacist system would make us pay for our food grown and given us to... Uh, off the backs of migrants like Massey and our <laughs> you know there's somebody going that was racist <laughs> he would have made the joke I, I wish he would have been here <laughs> he would have made the joke if he were here also our houses because having a house is a human right and big banks along with big insurance big lawn care and big pest control all coerced us into owning a home Dude, I had the craziest experience with a pest guy the other day. <laughs> I I literally, I, he came to my front door. He was a salesman. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, he, he did that salesman thing, tried to yeah, sell his service usual. to him. Yeah. I told him, no, we had another guy. And he basically made me feel like I had to explain to someone why I was breaking up with them. <laughs> he took it so personal, dude. Like... I said, no, I don't want your service. We already have a guy. And but it's why? not even my decision. I was like, dude, I'm not the owner of the house. But, but why? I don't understand. What, what can I do to make like, this right? It's not my prices. It's, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not the quality. It's got to be me. What's wrong with me? And he, he actually said that. 
that's hard, man. That's, I was like, what am I supposed to do? That's good sales technique. That's that's trying he to should start selling timeshares, bro. <laughs> that's what he should do. No, we had uh, let's get off on the pest control train for a second. We had so we had door to door guy, a company called Crazy Frog, and I'm gonna call them out now. Orkin bought them out. I, I don't know if Orkin bought the whole thing or just this segment of it, but uh, either way, God bless Orkin because. Crazy Frog came out. They started good. A couple of months later, just stopped showing up. We would call. We would text. Hey, what's going on? Where are you? I started looking up the business reviews. Horrible. Just horrible. You know, wow. fly-by-night company. Finally, Orkin actually bought them out. We've got Orkin now. They've been great, dude. Hey, we're, we're seeing this. We'll be out tomorrow. Uh, wow. Perfect. We've had Thank that you. issue with lawn guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. wow. Call Massey. He's got a couple of kids in training. <laughs> he actually does. Actually That's not even a joke. Um, doing that might actually be cheaper. Anyway. So so back to debt forgiveness. I also want toilet paper forgiven. <laughs> that debt. Why toilet paper? Because you don't think about it till you can't have it, guys. Think about that. You take it for granted. And lastly, coffee. Because Easy e won't pay us anymore for after that $80 Starbucks I... run refused to <laughs> that and i am not kidding so we were at a convention we got what coffees for each of us we got some sandwiches all of that 80 dollars of starbucks 80 bucks and i'm not even a fan i'm never setting foot into another starbucks again that's probably a lie if anybody sees me in a starbucks I'm dead on site. Noted. I, <laughs> so I, I, I'm there because I don't want to be there, and I'm probably I probably was pulled in by a group of, a group of people. Right. So, all right. So I say we go ahead and get into this. What do you think? Let's do. People it. have heard me bloviate for long enough. That's all right. So twenty five seconds. We have a guest on who her and her husband are currently being sued by, uh, we will we'll say officials within the Biden administration, um, as, as well as the Biden campaign. They're being sued under the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871, claiming voter intimidation. Now, Epoch Times reports videos of Trump trained members surrounding a bus, a, a Biden campaign bus, as it traveled on Interstate 35 near Austin, Texas, went viral and drew praise from then-President Donald Trump. The FBI investigated the incident, which resulted in a collision after a Biden supporter's white vehicle appeared to cross into the lane of a truck driven by a Trump supporter. No charges were filed. But of course, here we are with lawsuits abounding. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in Joey Lynn Massaros. How are you doing? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. That was such a fun recap of the weekly news. Y'all are a hoot. That was great. Thank you. You made my life better. So that's been the self-evident podcast. I want to thank you guys for showing up. <laughs> exactly. We've got it all, guys. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She said we're funny. That's what we were going for, which I appreciate that. No, it's sometimes you just have to laugh at the news, right? Yeah, yeah it makes it easier to digest. I actually very much enjoyed hearing the bad news. So. <laughs> it's free Thanks. comedy. It is comedy regular show. comedy isn't allowed anymore. You know what? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. 
I have to agree with you guys on the Starbucks thing. Like, I haven't been to Starbucks in years. <laughs> and I walked into a Starbucks last week to get my brother a gift card because he was going to college. And I thought, I'll do a GameStop gift card, an HEB gift card, gas station, food, coffee, right? And so I was just like, they have Starbucks everywhere. And so I walked in to get a gift card. And there's this table set up that has trans flags, rainbow flags, like this whole, oh. like, gay table. <laughs> and there's, like caricature drawings of all the gay and trans staff and about thems and stuff and then there's like you know you can like draw you can draw on the table and all the stuff and i'm like i don't even think i can get a gift card i don't think i don't even know why i thought coming in here the thing to do i just can't support them with my money i cannot do this i don't blame you i i I, so Easy. Uh, do you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it? The the coffee shop you walked into, where were we? Was it Texas? That was Austin. That was Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Do you want to tell it or you want me to? Um, you can tell. I want okay. to hear your interpretation. So so we send Easy out to grab coffee, right? And and we'll get to all the Biden stuff. Biden's not going anywhere. Yeah. We send him out to grab coffee, right? <laughs> and he he uh, Apple Maps. You can't really call it Google. He Apple Maps. Um, a, a coffee shop and he walks in and he notices that there seems to be all of this like black lives matter power fist stuff on the walls and all of that. And he walks up to the counter. And of course it's this, this black young female that's, that's cashier. And she just kind of, kind of gives him a dirty look is very short with him. Does it doesn't say much to him. And he asks about what's the name of the drink, the cafecito? Uh, cafecito. So, so he asks for cafecito, and her response is still like, like now you're you're appropriating uh, culture, oh. and 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 he starts talking about because he's you're half Puerto Puerto Rican. My right? mom is from Puerto Rico. Right. Yeah. His mom's from Puerto Rico. He starts talking about his mom from Puerto Rico, who you know introduced him to this drink and all that. And all of a sudden, she lights up. She just smiles. Like, oh, you know, and it, it is amazing uh, the, the woke blindness that happens to these people. Of like, she couldn't see him as a human being until mm. he said he was of another culture. You know, and, oh. and we gave them our money. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes you just need the coffee. You just need a coffee. You're like, I don't even care if it's if it's supporting trans flags down San Francisco Road, whatever. And, <laughs> you know, Put it in my mouth. <laughs> it's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that- known better because it was called the Black Coffee Coffee Shop. Yeah, no white guys getting away with that. Wasn't called white coffee. coffee Actually, coffee. Northerners will know this. Uh, uh, Cheryl, you'll really you'll good. Cheryl, you will specifically know this. Uh, there was a coffee shop up at least in Michigan. I think they're in Wisconsin, kind of all over that area. They at one point were named Beaners Coffee, and I loved them. <laughs> I loved them for their name. I was like, "You guys have guts." I I fully approve this. And then they went. They they. They lost it, and they said Big B. They changed their name to Big B. But I was so proud of them for for going that route. And you got to imagine it was a couple of young guys who are business owners, and they're like, "That's it. We're going for it." I know what this means, but too bad. <laughs> uh, those are our people, right? That, those are my people, and and then we went corporate. Um, oh, the days that you could offend people for fun, and like people would laugh and. Right? 
<laughs> so we have a, a grand dragon of the Ku Klux Klan, Joey Lynn Massaros, here because uh, you're getting sued under that. So you must be part of them, right? <laughs> we are getting sued under that law, which is completely insane, uh, obviously. But what makes it especially crazy is that they have not even met the basic requirements of using this law against us, a law that Republicans put into place in the 1800s to protect people of color and Republicans trying to help free the slaves, get them to work, go to school and vote. And the Democrats who were, you know, they were the party of the Ku Klux Klan or the Ku Klux Klan was the party of the Democrats, were suppressing these individuals, killing these individuals. And so this law was put into place to criminally prosecute these people to protect people of color and Republicans helping them. It was particularly geared, if you read the law, it's geared towards officials, police officers, judges, lawmakers. It's like the people that were in positions of authority were suppressing the people's rights. And so this law was put into place to protect we the people. And so it's crazy that lawmakers or former lawmakers, administration, you know, that these types of officials are using this law against the people and they are the Democrat party. Um, and that they would say that merely by driving down the road with Trump and American flags, that that would be suppressing minority and black voter rights because it's synonymous with white supremacy that is that because i want to get into your account of what happened but is that the line that they're actually taking is oh yeah by flying the flags you are are racially intimidating people that's their yes. argument in court that that is the whole the whole argument in addition to claiming that and this is a complete lie and fabrication with absolutely nothing to back it up and the fact that they're even saying this has created huge amounts of problems for our family with head with media headlines. They're right. claiming that we had a premeditated plan of assault to run the bus off the road, even though we never did. That was our whole plan for driving down the road with them that day. Right. And so they have put the two together saying that we banded together on a public highway like the Ku Klux Klan on horseback, but with our vehicles to suppress <laughs> black and minority voters from voting with a premeditated plan of assault to run the bus off the road. And while there are zero criminal charges, there's nothing <laughs> that we did wrong that day. Um, this is civil. They're suing us in civil court. They want financial compensation for being traumatized and offended at our exercise of free speech by claiming these things under this law. And these are white politicians that want this compensation. Of course. I <laughs> Did you guys have Birth of a Nation playing on the DVD players in the background? Like, it's, <laughs> this is ridiculous. I, oh, it's insane. You cannot make this stuff up. And what's even more frustrating is that conservative media is not covering it. Our elected officials that we have voted into office to represent us in Texas are not standing up for us or speaking out about it. Um, one of the individuals suing us is Wendy Davis, and she was a former state senator in Texas. She's run against our current governor, Greg Abbott, for governor of Texas. And at the time, she was running for Congress against Chip Roy, who won the election. But had she won, we'd be her constituents. And so she's essentially suing people that didn't vote for her. Oh, that you want to talk about voter intimidation. Well, I will put yeah. this out. Wendy Davis, if you want to come on, go ahead and come on the pocket. I've, I'm throwing this out here. Let's hear your side of the story. I want to know um, why you are so traumatized by this event of seeing a Trump flag that a lawsuit is necessary. Uh, she's probably not going to take it because that didn't sound very um, uh, objective, did it? 
objective. It didn't sound very uh, neutral. That's the word that I'm looking for. You don't. You don't sound like you want to understand. You, just you might get sued next. I don't I, know. Uh, man, good luck getting anything on Amen. me. This woman <laughs> has sued. <laughs> Easy. He doesn't care. He's like, as long as I get paid, I don't care. What I love it. <laughs> she has sued newspapers and journalists for writing articles about her. She's suing um, other elected officials because she doesn't like the way that they enforce laws. I mean, she just is sue happy. And, you know, it's it's abusive and frivolous when you go against the press. That's a First Amendment right matter as well. Um, it's abusive and frivolous when you go against people who are elected into positions like that. But it's especially heinous when you go after individual American people. They they are suing us as individuals. So they have unlimited resources. They have multiple nonprofits funding this lawsuit. They have over 20 attorneys. They have campaigned around vote fighting voter intimidation with this fabricated story. And I'm a stay-at-home mom. My husband is a plumber. Talk about plumbers now paying for these, uh, you know, college educations for these indoctrinated college students, right? We're a single income family. We are a homeschool family and we live on a tight budget to make that happen. And we now are getting sued to financially compensate a whole group of white house officials, Democrat politicians, influencers, and Biden Harris campaign staff. Like I can't even wrap my brain. We've already spent everything. They know they're not getting anything out of us. We had to cash out our 401k to retain our attorney. We liquidated our accounts. We've tapped into our savings account and we had to start fundraising because this is so costly. We've spent over $80,000 up to this point, And that was just trying to get it dismissed. But because we have an Obama appointed judge, he denied our motion to dismiss it ruled that we'd go to trial it's in federal court because it's under the ku klux klan law which is a civil rights matter um and we're two appeals away from the supreme court of the united states we've been quoted over 400 to six hundred thousand dollars to defend our family's name reputation and our right to exercise free speech under the constitution and to prove that what they're saying are lies and they're not spending a penny uh and they're just you know it they're they're it's trying cool to crush and it's abusive. Yes, they're definitely weaponizing the law system against average Americans for supporting a political opponent and having a dissenting opinion. And it's cruel and it's tyrannical. And it's especially concerning. I understand that it's happening to us right now. So, you know, it's a sad tale and a sad story, but it sets a precedent in the legal system that you can point to in the future where they can begin to make this a thing. They And it, we've seen Mar-a-Lago get raided. So now they've gone after a political opponent and I'm just a stay at home mom getting sued for supporting a political opponent, essentially. So who in between really is exempt from this kind of abuse from the administration moving forward? And a and, uh, shameless plug on our website. I wrote a blog not too long ago about the uh, uh, show trial. Yeah. Um, TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. Go to TheSelfEvidentTruth.com where you can find our blogs, our events, and everything else that you need for your torchbearer fix. Sorry. Um, so, but, but was that good or was that good? <laughs> I, I can do it. Um, but, but I was talking about this idea of the show trial. And in Soviet Russia, what you saw happen was they got to the point where the trial was already it was already decided. The person coming before the court, it wasn't a defender case. It was, let's show everybody how wrong you are. 
Um, right. so he's using the court system to crush people and then shoot them off to the gulags. Yes. And what, what really concerns me about watching your case, watching the FBI raid, the Alex Jones thing. Yep. Uh, and I just said forbidden word. We're probably now banned on YouTube. Whatever. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but uh, Peter Navarro walked out in shackles mm-hmm. for, for misdemeanors yep. of contempt of Congress. Yep. This is the pathway towards the show trial. Yes. And it's so concerning to watch because I think there are a lot of conservatives who don't fully understand yes. the crushing nature. Because when somebody reads your story, and, and this will lead to a question that, that gets a little more personal, a little more raw. Mm-hmm. When somebody in Nevada reads a story about your, your situation, they read it, and in the back of their mind, they don't think about the money it costs and the effect on your life in right. that court case. All they read is, oh, some Trump activist is getting sued by, by some Biden officials. Yeah, they'll, they'll fight it in the courts. Right. And, and or that'll, not, never go, that'll never make it anywhere. We right. hear that a lot. So I, I want you to kind of, I'm, I'm going to be Oprah on you and, and say, like, how, what has this done in your time of life like give people an inside scoop of what it actually means to have the force of the government come down on you completely blindsided nobody's ever asked me that question before i love that (laughs) straight for it (laughs) um it's ugly it is overwhelming it's exhausting and it's too much. There are, I've found a few Bible verses that say things like, Lord, you are too much for me. This is more than I can handle. And that is about where I'm at. Um, the grace of God though, uh, sustains us each day. But initially I think I lost half of my hair. I have photo documentation of just clumps of hair falling out, um, not being able to eat, um, not being able to sleep a constant state of anxiety to the point where your teeth are chattering, your stomach is completely in knots, your shoulders are so tight from just like shaking from anxiety and fear because you don't really understand um, how this is going to turn out. We know what they're capable of. Um, we know that the nonprofits funding this lawsuit receive funding from George Soros. Um, you know, it's you, we see what's happening to people in January 6th. And... Um, it's terrifying. It was especially scary at first because when we found out about this lawsuit, a friend called me. I was at the pool with my son. We were on a picnic blanket eating our peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And my friend called me and said, girl, I don't think you know what I'm about to tell you because I think you would have already told me. Um, you are all over the news. Uh, I they're, they're saying that they're suing you for flying Trump flags next to the Biden bus. Like, do you know about this? And that was the first time I'd heard about it. And so I Googled my name and it was page after page after page of mainstream news sites. It was worldwide news. And um, I was learning about it from those slanderous headlines and the mainstream media. And it wasn't until four weeks after that, that we actually got served the paperwork to understand the scope of the lawsuit, what we were actually getting sued for, what it meant, what was happening. And so those four weeks of not knowing if we did something 
well, we know we didn't do anything wrong, but like if they were trying to say we did something wrong or criminally, are we going to jail? Are we losing our home? Are we losing our kid? Like, cause we were getting letters in the mail that were like, you know, um, I've reported you to CPS and I hope you lose your child. You terrorist Ku Klux Klan, you don't deserve to have any children or good luck homeschooling your kid from prison when you're getting raped all day. And you know, it's like, these horrible messages were coming in. We didn't understand the lawsuit because we hadn't been served. We're hearing about it on the media. The left had been activated to being aggressive and hateful and lashing out with false information. Um, and it was terrifying. We were just like, it was, it was horrible, but then trying to keep it together for our kid, um, for ourselves, you know, no, no amount of encouragement, helped at all um and so somebody described it as somebody described a lawsuit meant to hurt you like lawfare as a black cloud that follows you around and i would have to say that's probably the best description of it we're constantly fighting that doom and gloom trying to find the sunshine trying to find the meaning and the joy in life and choose joy and choose faith and it's a constant choice and decision not just every day but sometimes every second um, that anxiety and those what if thoughts can creep in really fast. Um, but it's been, you know, maybe 13 or 14 months since that happened, since we found out about the lawsuit. And so we went from not understanding the lawsuit, not even knowing what the difference between a civil and a criminal matter was, not knowing what the Ku Klux Klan law was, uh, right. to knowing so much more than we could have imagined. We've been activated in a way that we never could have seen coming that, you know, they think that they picked on us. They think they were going to make an example out of us, but they don't realize how God works and that he is just, he's giving us strength and courage and determination to have a victory for first amendment rights for, you know, we're taking a stand and he's, he's going to give us the victory. I believe that that's true based on what we've seen these last 14 months. We have raised $182,000 in our fundraiser awesome. with very small coverage. No conservative media has really picked it up. We've done small podcasts. Um, but by the grace of God, every time we have to pay a, an attorney bill, there's money there in the fundraiser for us to do that. And we've been encouraged greatly by the people that we've met. We've had so many people pray for us, pray over us, say how it has impacted their lives or um, inspired them to take a stand for something or encourage them in a season where they felt like they just couldn't do what they were called to do. And and watching God work like that is, it's an incredible thing. We can't help but have complete faith and hope in the process at this point. Um, there's um, a Bible verse on my wall that says, any accuser who takes you to court will be dismissed as a liar. God's servants can expect this. I will see to it that everything works out for the best. God, he said that in Isaiah 54, 17. And so, you know, we claim these Bible verses over us and our family and um, we're having a surprising amount of fun at this point, getting to meet people like you, getting to do shows, tell our story where, yeah. you know, we've met some really, really cool people um, through this process. We've started a website. It's called freespeechdefender.com. So right now that's where we tell our story, where we're fundraising. We sell funny merchandise um, that says Biden is the worst because we're in a German town and we have worst fest, which is like Oktoberfest. <laughs> so they have gone crazy they're not just selling like crazy in town we're shipping them all over the united states some cool people like bryson gray have them or forgetto blow or alex stein you know we've got some cool people rocking our gear and um 
Sarah Carter just tweeted our sign and tagged Dan Bongino in it because every morning he wakes up and says, it's today's date and Biden is the worst president ever. <laughs> and so, you know, it's picking up like we never expected it to. And how fun is that? How God works? You know, he takes you just as you are. Uh, completely unqualified and unprepared, and you use whatever is in your hand. For me, it was a flag on the truck or a Biden is the worst shirt or, you know, a, I don't know, like a pot of soup that I take to my neighbor's house. You know, it's just amazing how he's worked in such a big way with very little. And I think that there are so many people's lives that this is happening with at this time in America. That remnant is rising and people are figuring out their role in their community instead of waiting on one person like a president to fix all of our problems. We're realizing that within our own communities, how important our involvement is to love one another, to get out, get activated and actually take a stand for something and to be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's what we've been called to do in these times. And so I just consider it an honor and a privilege that we got called to something this big. And I hope that God gets all the glory in this and, and that we see a victory for first amendment rights. I think it, and that's, that's the most important attitude to have is, is Lord, we, we're just going to follow the path that you've gone. And, and you cannot be a great in the faith without being heavily tested. Yeah. Um, and immediately what I thought of, you know, while you were telling how you were feeling and, and going through all of this and, and really kind of surrounded on all sides, no hope or no help. I, I, I meant yeah. it's Psalms. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've told people it's like David was bipolar. <laughs> like in, in one hand, it's like cut the head off of my enemies, and God, you're so great, and I like yes. you. you know, like, but I I say that because like in Psalms, if you really think about the mindset of David, yeah, he's being chased. He's he's alone. He's there's several times where David is on the run, and yeah. he is just basically by himself with the Lord and a small remnant. And it's like, nobody's supporting me right now. And he works through his emotions in the Psalms. That's really what's going on is, yes. is you know, I am crushed on all sides. And, and, but he always goes back to the goodness of God and God, yes. no matter what you are there with me, you know, there's nowhere I can go that you aren't there. And, and so I just think of your case of like, you are living out the Psalms. Um, <laughs> And, I didn't and, realize it. I didn't know how much this impacted me until this season of our life when I read them and I feel like he is expressing what's not just what I'm feeling, but what's happening to me. Like people are lying about me. They're sparing my reputation. My neighbors are avoiding me. My friends deny me. My, you know, exactly. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It takes it to a whole nother level. And, and without this crushing seasons you never would experience that kind of closeness with god amen and I, I and that's something that i wanted to get across to the listeners and the viewers is like we don't take time to to sit ourselves in your position and actually think about what it's like to go through that scenario um and it, it just tends to be a a bias that we have uh, i use this yeah. analogy like most people are like i would never be a, a nazi concentration camp guard Mm -hmm. um, and because we don't look within ourselves and understand the, the, the walk and the process that it takes because we don't 
put ourselves in somebody else's shoes. And in that respect, it's something where like, well, you trained in the military, you went to basic, you, you know, you, you trained up and you got this assignment. This assignment is a guard at a camp and okay, well you go. And, and the first day there's a lot of atrocity going on and you're kind of blown back, but it's like, well, I'm being told these orders. I'm being told to do this. I, if, if I try to run, I'll get shot. If I, if I complain, I'll get crushed. It's just, Yes. I'm just going to tie up my boots and, and do my tie and, and I'll just make it through this and you disconnect. Right. But it's so, it, it's so hard for us to put ourselves in somebody else's position where, so that is the, the position of evil for you. It's the position of, of oppression, right? You, for all the language that the woke use about oppression, you are actually being oppressed by the establishment, by yes, the yes. institutions. We can step out of our, our great, wonderful, blessed lives and recognize that there are people who are actually being stepped on by the system, yep. like you and your husband. Um, and, and one of the goals I had of this whole podcast, this whole interview was to personalize that for people. Thank um, you. Easy. You looked like you might've had something, bro. Did oh, you no, um, one really key defining factor about David that I absolutely love. And ever since I heard this like a month ago, I've, I've really tried to put this into my own life. The aspect that made David a man after God's own heart wasn't the fact that he, he was anointed to become king and anointed to do great things. It was the fact that even in the hardest of times, he would always pivot to praise. Mm. oh that's good and he wouldn't do it he wouldn't worship for that feeling that you get in worship and he wouldn't stop worshiping because he wouldn't get that feeling and he wouldn't not worship because he wasn't getting that feeling or that like uh i don't feel like i can get into worship he would always pivot to worship specifically because he knew that even if he's not feeling anything Mm. he's giving glory to God and he's mm. 100 a, a thousand percent relying on the Lord because there's nothing he can do about the situation except rely on it except give praise to Lord. to the Lord who didn't strike him down after he sent a man to get killed who who didn't kill him when he committed adultery like it's it's so important to do that pivot you know and it sounds like that's what you guys are doing, you know, is, is pivoting in, in, into praise, into worship, into realizing and recognizing God's goodness. Um, it, and what, here's, here's what I'll ask next, because it's, it's, I love that you explained how you guys are seeing God show up. Um, are you started starting to notice movement behind you guys on this whole process like are you starting to see a coalescing on this whole thing oh you use such a big word i love that um he's an english I, i'm major. a nerd okay <laughs> i love that so much can you explain what that word means very quickly before i answer your question <laughs> i love that you asked that that's awesome um so like are you noticing movement behind you guys so i know especially at the beginning everybody was like ah hands off no are you noticing like stronger conservative um, yeah. personalities <laughs> coming together behind you? Yes. So you're right. At, at 
first, so many people, friends and family jumped ship. Even people that were there with us that day that drove next to us uh, on the road were like, I don't know why they're not suing us, but you realize why I can't be friends with you anymore, right? Because I don't want to get sucked up in this. Or, you know, like, so, or family was like, we didn't know you were white supremacist. You cannot come to Thanksgiving or Christmas anymore. Like that, you know, like, it, unreasonable people. Um, And then it was a slow start on getting support, but it built as a foundation. So the people that have supported us have stuck by us. They check in with us. They follow the story. They tell people about it. And so it has led to new relationships or bigger connections and um, enthusiastic support. So we have gained some new friends that are very passionate about the things that we're passionate about. Um, It just takes time. You know, like this time last year, I wouldn't have believed that when everybody just abandoned us, that we'd have good, solid friendships a year later. Um, and, And people who maybe aren't friends, but like our donors, we have received very generous donations and when i say that there have been some large donations but a generous donation for one is a totally different number than for another and so these people are just giving what they've got because they really believe in in the cause and it's equipping us to be able to defend ourselves and to fight back because at first we were hearing like well you don't have even enough money to defend yourself and we were having a hard time finding an attorney because Everybody knew how how expensive it would be and didn't want to take us on the contingency of a fundraiser. So they just weren't willing to represent us. And we finally found one that was willing to take us on a fundraiser. And, and so, you know, these, these supporters are very passionate uh, about constitutional rights and it translates into the support that we receive from them, whether that's financial, prayerful, or with their time as a volunteer. And so now we have a whole system of people supporting us that we know we can reach out to if there's um something breaks loose or something changes or something progresses so we feel the difference a year later of what it looks like to not really have anybody supporting you including your parents um to having the support system of random strangers that have become very meaningful and important to you and really understanding what we the people means um you know and and so yes that support is building on itself like a structure right good i I, my one thing scripturally, um, the, the beauty of it is, and my wife and I noticed this when we, we moved from Wisconsin, um, family were not happy with us that we were moving, especially for, for ministry stuff. Um, and the, the attitude was basically like, you're tearing apart the family. You're doing this all wrong, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I won't get into it on air, but it, I, I heard some things and the, the, beauty of it is like in scripture god tells you he'll replace those relationships those family yeah, yeah. tenfold yeah, in yeah. this life and the next he's he's specific in this life and the next and the family that we have around us now at our mm. church um in in our social group 10 times stronger than anything i had before and, and it's so beautiful that the Lord has brought people around that we're not just unified in blood. We're not just unified in, in a common goal. We're unified in Christ. Yes. And, and there's, there's such a strong bond about that. So I appreciate that you guys are recognizing the, the fruit of that. The fruit yes. has been out in that. Praise um, God. Oh, it, I'm so glad that you have that where you're at. It's scary when you lose it all. And I, those are obviously those spiritual attacks that try to keep you from leveling up you know <laughs> right. right it's true you know um my I, I did have a legal question i'm curious about this 
have have you guys been in contact at all? Not like you haven't thought about this, but I'm curious. The ACLJ, like, yeah. why aren't they? Are they involved in it? Are they not? Why not? They're not. They're one of about fifty. The, why not? They're one of about fifty organizations that have denied our application because did, did you get a response like why they didn't get involved. They focus on religious freedoms under the First Amendment and um, religious, specifically religious freedoms, and a little bit of right now they're focusing on. Um, people who are required to take the vaccine to keep their jobs and inundated with that. But pretty much every single organization has told us they do not take on cases for political free speech. So, um, we, yeah, so it's, it's picking and choosing under the first amendment. And, and some of them are like, look, we love you guys. We think you're great. We'd help you if we, if we could, but this would be a matter of bringing our mission about our values, our vision, everything to the board and redoing it to be able to meet your needs. And it's just not going to happen. Um, and so, you know, we're thinking and hoping that after this lawsuit is behind us, <clears throat> we hope to recuperate legal fees that are spent. Um, we hope to sue media headlines for defamation if we're able mm -hmm. to do, we understand it's very difficult to prove, but I believe however it works out, God will financially provide for us. Maybe that's just continued support from our donors, but to have an organization where we help people defend their first amendment right to political free speech, because it's basically non-existent in America right now. And with the way that we're seeing this current administration weaponizing the DOJ against their political opponents and the supporters, it's going to be increasingly necessary. And so I hope that we have an organization that can partner with either a legal team or at least financially equip people to defend themselves when they're in situations like ours. And so that is where Free Speech Defender came from. And that's the website right now that's supporting our family, but we hope we'll support other families moving forward once we squash this lawsuit and get a victory there. Game on, you know, and, yeah. and I love your your language of, of optimism, your language of, of surety. I mean, that's the first step is like, no, we're positive. We're going forward. We're going to we're going to yeah. speak this through of, of no, we're going to win. Um, and so I, I want you to quick give people uh, say the website again, say where they can donate um, and, and I'll put my seal of approval on it. But go ahead. <laughs> where can people get a hold of you. Thank you. So we have a fundraiser through Give, Send, Go, which is a Christian platform, and we have met the founders of that. We feel that our donors' money is safe there versus GoFundMe. So our Give, Send, Go fundraiser can be accessed through our website, which is freespeechdefender.com. At freespeechdefender.com, you can click Donate Now, Join the Fight to Defend Free Speech. Those will all take you to our fundraising platform. There are also links to pay via PayPal. There's a mailing address if people prefer check. Um, there's a Contact Us tab there. On the website at freespeechdefender.com, we have a media tab where you can see interviews that we've been on. Legal updates will be posted on the Legal Updates tab. There's a Shop tab where you can get the Biden is the Worst merchandise. Um, and everything you need to know to follow our story, to support our cause, or to share the information with somebody, including a 90-second video where I tell the story, is all available at freespeechdefender.com. Perfect. And guys, go out and donate to this cause because you may not be in the crosshairs of really a, a unlimited financed machine, but you've got to support those who are. And, and this is the front lines. And maybe you're not called for the front lines, 
but you can help support the front lines. The front lines always need supplies, right? They, they need food, they need water, they need ammunition, they, they need materials to move forward, they need funding. And guess what? If you wanna win this war, if you wanna win this battle, you need to support the front lines. And, and this is a couple that is at the front lines doing this, hopefully protecting your freedoms. Um, so Joey Lynn, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, you know, I know it's a two bit operation, but I appreciate you, you know, slumming with us. Oh, I love it. Everything has been phenomenal. Y'all have been such gracious hosts. I think your background rocks. I think you're so fantastic. What a great, great way to start my day. I'm so blessed that you so comprehensively understood our story and that you did such a great job of activating your audience to help support us so that we can go on and continue fighting this fight. No amount is too little two dollars five dollars that's how we've made it this far and um there's also a prayer tab on our fundraiser if people aren't able to financially give they can commit to praying for us and we're just so grateful for your support and helping us share our story when so many won't you guys are bold and brave to do that and your viewership is lucky to have you guys thank you thank you so much i, I want to pray for you real quick oh and thank then, you uh, yeah absolutely so father father i just pray protection over their family lord i pray abundance over them Father, I pray your provision. I know you are a God who provides in the war. Lord, it, it is so beautiful, Father, how you give in those moments for us to see victory and to see your name glorified. And Lord, I just pray through this whole thing. They are glorifying and praising your name. And Father, I just pray that you would lift them up and that you would show the power of their God. Father, you are the one who can glorify your name through them. And I just pray that you would crush the, the, the opposition of wickedness that is against them right now. And Lord, I thank you so much for your assurance over their family, your coverage over their family. Lord, we love you. We praise you for who you are. We praise you for your name. Amen. Amen. So, Joy Lynn, thank you so much for coming on. We would love to have you again. Please keep us updated. Um, let's, let's, I'll shoot you an email. Um, I'd, I'd love to keep in contact and, and keep updated on everything going on. Yes, that'd be amazing. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Take care. All right. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. So, guys, Joey Lynn Massaros, you heard the story. Easy. Uh, she seemed like a, a Grand Dragon Ku Klux Klan. I think I'm racist. only a wizard. I'm a little jealous. Yeah. Uh, it, like, the... <laughs> Guys, look at the fruit. That's that's really let's have that conversation, right? It, it really is amazing though. It's cuz like I don't I don't know how I would react if I woke up one morning and my entire life just changed. If people were straight up telling they're straight up coming or coming up to me and and spitting out lies about my character, about my god, about my right. life. And having to live with that enormous amount of pressure yeah. of your entire world just switching against you. That's and, and that's what I give them so much credit for is, and like she said, like hair was coming out in clumps, anxiety, stomach and knots, and sleepless nights. Like, I don't think we put enough stock into that idea of like the amount of stress of just living your life, doing your thing, and then all of a sudden the weight of a a what looks like an unstoppable force coming over you. Like, yeah. And and 
their hearts through it, right? Like, and that's what I would say to anybody who has questions about this whole thing. Like, look at the fruit, look at the heart. Like, do you really think this couple was, was out there to, to crush, you know, and, and intimidate the, the opposite? No, they, they wanted to drive along a, a Biden campaign bus and fly their Trump flag saying, hey, we support Trump. Right. And if, if you want to talk about Tongue intimidation, cheek, yeah. right. Um, one case that we were talking about before, real intimidation is, is going to sleep at night, right? Probably about 2 a.m. And then all of a sudden your house gets stormed by a bunch of right, the swatting. SWAT. Yeah. Like imagine, imagine just that happening because whenever the, whenever the swattings do happen, the actual officers don't know if it's legit or not. Right. They're Everybody going has to treat it as serious. Blind. And, and waking up one morning, or not even one morning, one night, to just being surrounded by guns, potentially getting shot if you make the wrong move or make the wrong sound. You got it. Yeah. That's, but- that's terrifying. And then not having any, any consequence for the people who do that. And having that called a prank by national news sources oh it's just a harmless little prank guys don't worry about it yeah and that that gets into the the whole narrative the the ideology behind all of that right the institutions that Um, is intimidation yeah absolutely and and that's that's what is happening strongly from the left yeah. Do conservatives intimidate? I'm sure they do it, but but like this is concerted effort intimidation on all fronts. Right. And that's that's a very frustrating thing. And that's why it's like, Lord, we need you to come through because because we're going up against massive in uh institutions. And it's like Gideon of like the remnant, the the small number, the minority. Right. The and Lord, I know you can do it. It's like let's go. I I I want to see the wicked have their plans fail. I want it to blow up in their face because when that happens, they cannot justify their own hearts before God. They can't say in their pride, I won against you, God. And I know he is good to end their plans. And it's just like, and I understand God is patient. We've got to be patient, but it's like that, that sense of David of like, Lord crush my enemies, please. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that. Right. Um, Leah said, what a relevant testimony is revealing itself every day. Bless them. Show God's glory through this. Absolutely. Amen. Like, what else can we say? Like, I just want to see God glorified through all of this. Um, And so, guys, please go to their website, support them, give a donation. Think of yourself. How would you have the money? She, she said, what, 400,000, 500,000 to, to, to fully see this through if they need to? Like, where are you going to get that? Put yourself in their shoes. You, you earn, what, 50,000, 60,000 a year? Where are you getting $400,000? So I want you to think about, look, we at Self Evident, we're a nonprofit. We do donation. Take our donation for the month and give it to them. Fight this fight on the front end. Right. I want to hear back from her in a couple of weeks of we saw this massive spike in donations 
And I want to hear that, guys. And I want you guys to help support this because this is front lines. They have to learn they can't use the legal system to oppress their enemy. Right. They have to realize they will lose in their own schemes. They have to have it come back on their own head. And you might have to be the person to help activate that process. Right. So. That being said, guys, I hope you were inspired, you were motivated, you were activated, and you had a laugh or two. You know, it, it, we were talking about, like, you know, she was saying this funny and all that in the background. Dude, does this not look like some little comedy club background? I was thinking about that. Like, the, Dude, the brick wall and the, the neon add, sign. Like, like, little purple curtains just <laughs> we barely please? visible on the we'll, side. We'll get a spotlight that just vaguely shines you and know? you know what you know what I'll, I'll talk to you a little about this after but we should we should get something to cover oh what'd you do I'm, I'm... that camera wasn't on my bad <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna turn on the the oh, big the view at that ugly door right behind you it's just something to cover that up whenever I mean, we do texas podcasts. street project will like the fact that it says god plus God bless Texas. And I see right. you want to press the button, but you can't because the camera's off. Yes, you're tempted. There it is. All right, guys. So <laughs> now that we have thoroughly annoyed all of you, guys, have a great week. We have awesome things coming out. We've got some plans in the works. Do not forget to be a torchbearer. Sign up for the torchbearers monthly. Uh, you support us. We go out, do what we need to do. You help support this amazing, beautiful podcast. You give Easy E food in his world. Oh, there it is. You saw the God <laughs> it's bless. Bad. Um, but support us. And and like I said, check out Joey Lynn's stuff. Support them. Help them out. Right. So until next time, guys, we love you so much. Have a great day. Love you guys.